Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, everybody. Welcome into the early line. This is Thursday, June. Second, right here on the grid, I'm Donnie Wrightside, along once again with Mike Blewett for day two of the fun that we've been having. And guess what? The NBA Finals crank up tonight. But before we get it started, we'd like some proper introductions here. Good morning, Mike. How's it going on a Thursday? Going great. I was so excited yesterday to talk about the NBA Finals. I kept saying that it was last (laughs) night, but it is officially tonight. So uh, I've got my calendar straight. I watched my Rangers have a big outing, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, but obviously a lot of news and a lot to get to on this Thursday morning. Yes, finally, the finals are actually here today. And quite frankly, we brought up the topic yesterday, June 2nd, as we start. Awesome, fantastic. If this series does go seven games, we take this out to June 19th. So for us, Mike, in the content business, sensational stuff, but it's just nice to have the championship round finally here for us. Yeah, absolutely. And we're we're obviously excited to see both of these teams match up against one another. I think a lot of people are excited to see whether or not Boston is getting a little bit healthier. Can they actually defensively challenge the Warriors? Many people think that they can. Uh, I don't know a lot of people outside of the New England area that are picking the Celtics outright, but I do know a lot of people that think this series is going to be a close one. So get a couple of games down, get a little bit late. Somebody hits a shot, somebody turns it over, and then it can swing either way. I'm excited to see it. I've made my call Warriors in six, but again, it wouldn't stun me if Boston takes this series. Yep, makes some sense here. And over the next two hours, we got you covered in the NBA Finals. Multiple segments going over every angle you need to see if we can pick up some dollars and have some fun in this series. But before we actually get to the series, what's a series without a little bit of trash talk from players that aren't even in this series but once participated in a championship series with the Golden State Warriors? We're talking about Draymond Green and also Kevin Durant. Double teams. You didn't get double teams. You weren't the reason we won. When you left, we became a better team. It's amazing. That's still in the headlines. Sometimes off the court, Mike, it's better than on the court here. Good stuff to start the series between Draymond and KD. Yeah, NBA Twitter is something to behold. It always gives you a lot of nuggets, and this was yet another one. Draymond basically said Steph got doubled seven times more than KD did. KD said, well, that's not true. And it isn't true. It's obviously hyperbole, but... Anytime KD's name gets mentioned, especially by somebody that he has some respect for, he's going to respond. He's a sensitive dude. I'm done complaining about it. I think we just have to take it for what it is. Kevin Durant is a sensitive guy. 
That's who he is. And he doesn't really appreciate a former teammate that he helped to win a couple of titles uh, gets in his face like this online. Well, trying to win titles as we transition over. How about those New York Rangers trying to win an Eastern Conference title and maybe get into the Stanley Cup Finals? What a performance last night from the New York Rangers. A 6-2 pounding of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Many thought, hey, maybe a lower scoring game in this one. Not the case as the Rangers did the damage all by themselves covering that five and a half. We'll break it down a little bit later in the show. But your thoughts here as a Ranger fan. Whoa, the garden was rocking last night, Mike. Really rocking. I had a couple of friends, a guy that lives right across the street from me uh, was at the game last night. He said it was really an unbelievable atmosphere. The one thing I would say is that if they're able to get to Vasilevsky like that, then my mind has been changed as to who can win this series. But I'm also thinking, when does this momentum run out? They came in like a freight train last night, early goal minute and 11 in Chris Kreider's scores. We had another early period goal in the third period that really put the game away, and they are just on fire. Nobody's got more momentum than them right now. We wonder if they can sustain it past game one. We welcome in the radio audience here, Sirius XM Channel 159. You're listening to The Grid. This is the early line. It's Mike and Donnie carrying you through the morning till 9 a.m., talking some hot topics here. And one of the hot topics on the PGA Tour, which, Mike, really isn't the PGA Tour. It's the Live Golf Invitational Series taking players away from the PGA Tour. And there are some backlash here. It's a big money tour backed by the Saudis. But you're getting a little bit of flack now. It would be interesting to see how many of these 42 players get to that starting gate here. Any thoughts, Mike, on the LIV or Live Golf Invitational Tournament? So it conflicts. It's the first time they're going to have an event that conflicts with uh, a PGA Tour event. The RBC Canadian Open is next week in Ontario. It's why this is really making news right now. PGA Tour came out yesterday and said that there will be discipline for players that choose to live golf tour uh, over the PGA tour. They're not authorized to compete. And then we see a story that Dustin Johnson is being paid $125 million to compete in, on, in this tour. That's a lot of money for anybody to turn down. I'm sure not all the players were offered that. We also don't know the length of time that Dustin Johnson has to commit to this. But I do think there's going to be serious discipline for anybody that chooses to live golf tour over the RB, over the PGA Tour. It's just a, rema- a matter of how much that discipline will be. Are they going to be banned for six months, a year? What will it be? Yeah, two-time major champion Dustin Johnson here. We'll see how he performs on that tour. Also, some sad news in the NFL. Marion Barber passes away. And if anybody remembers those Dallas Cowboys teams, Julius Jones, Marion Barber, Marion the Barbarian. So some sad news there in the NFL. And also, the match took place yesterday, Mike. Tom Brady and the old heads, I guess you could say, a one-up victory. Any thoughts on that exciting match? Yeah, uh, experience from Brady and Rodgers. Rodgers uh, nails a putt. Uh, to close it out, and uh, Mahomes and Allen are left weeping. There you go. That's it for the 7-7. Seven and seven. Stay tuned because you know what's coming up next. You got it. Game 1 NBA Finals right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, welcome back into the early line. Yes, Thursday. Finally, the finals are upon us. The Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. Now, we want to take that big, broad stroke and see what's going to take place in this series. How's it going to happen? Is it going to go seven games, four games? Could you imagine the NBA Finals going four games here? I can't. Gentlemen, sweep in five. There is a lot to dissect, and let's get to it and have some fun. As we said to start the show here, both myself and Mike, We got a long way to go in this series if it does go seven games. We might start on June 2nd, which is today on Thursday, and we might travel all the way down that rabbit hole to the 19th, almost three weeks, almost three weeks for an NBA Finals. But if we started off, I would be remiss to say, how do we get to the starting gate? And quite frankly, who gets to the starting gate between the Warriors and the Boston Celtics? If we're looking at the lineup here, for the Boston Celtics themselves. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Robert Williams III were expecting as a starting lineup. Now, as we say that here, Marcus Smart, news breaks yesterday, he's not even on the injury report, guys. So you know what that means. Healthy, ready to go, ready to dominate. And also, this isn't just a small piece of the Boston Celtics where you say to yourself, okay, Jalen Brown, yeah, he can light it up from three-point range. Probably good for 20-plus points. Jason Tatum, yeah, same thing. If he gets hot from three-point range, that's a bonus, but primarily a score. And if we take a look at his team, his total a little bit later in the show, hovering around 30 points there. We expect him to dominate. But it's Marcus Smart, the defensive player of the year for the Boston Celtics, which might be the most integral part of this Boston Celtics team. Why do you say? I don't know. There's two guys on the Golden State Warriors, one named Steph Curry, and one named Clay Thompson that are the Splash Brothers and can go off at any moment here. You want three-point shooting? You got it here from the Golden State Warriors. But if we take a look at the lineup, so you say to yourself, okay, Marcus Smart seems to be healthy. Marcus Smart probably will be ultra active here in game one. But if we look at Robert Williams III, how about that? A guy comes in, maybe off the bench, maybe in the starting lineup, maybe doesn't even play tonight. And that's also an integral part of the Boston Celtics. If you're looking to get rebounds, if you're looking to push the tempo, it's nice where your guards don't have to do all the dirty work and get rebounds and push that fast break tempo. So if we're looking from that perspective, 
That's a pretty clean bill of health here that we're getting from the Boston Celtics. Marcus Smart, if he's healthy enough to play 30-plus minutes in this game, and even if you can get the possibility of 20 or more minutes out of Robert Williams III, that is also a bonus. Guys coming off the bench, we don't have really too many problems here. Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard, you know, Daniel Tice to see if he gets in. But primarily from your perspective on the Boston Celtics, just looking at injuries, we're pretty healthy there. If we look at the Golden State Warriors coming in, obviously we know Steph Curry, healthy, had those ankle injuries to end the season. No worse for his wear tear. Clay Thompson finally rounding into form after seemingly missing two to two and a half years in the NBA. He's ready to go. Wiggins, Green, Looney. No issues there whatsoever. Now, the guy that we're probably waiting on here is Gary Payton II. As we know, in the playoffs, damaged elbow, missed about what? Three and a half, maybe to four and a half weeks at this time. Looks like he's eligible to come back here in the finals, but will he play? And why is that key? He's basically, outside of Draymond Green, right? Draymond Green's not going to come out and guard your point guard or your two guard. But you need one of those guys that can absolutely shut it down from the perimeter. And that's one of those guys that can do that in Gary Payton II. You want a guy to chase around Jalen Brown. You want a guy to chase around Jason Tatum. He can certainly do that. So we'll see how these injuries and if the injuries mount up during the series. Obviously, that's going to change our train of thought when we're dealing with lines and spreads and also who is going to win the series. But if we're looking from the outside in, we should be getting a pretty healthy series, which is great as handicappers. Because when you're looking at a series, it's never nice to say, remember round one with the Dallas Mavericks and you had Luka Doncic out on the court, or maybe you didn't have him on the court for the first two games. Those are tough scenarios to try to pick and choose to see when you're getting guys back. Devin Booker's, Chris Paul's, those big injuries, Joel Embiid for the Philadelphia 76ers. You do get some of those issues at times. Now, if we take a look here and you see the odds up on the board, Boston Celtics, Golden State Warriors. We saw this opening line in game one sort of say to ourselves, where is it going to end up? Three and a half as a spread. Now we see this on game day listed at minus four. And quite frankly, I do agree with it here. But how about this? When you transition here, right, from sport to sport, what makes the most sense? You saw last night in the NHL, rested and ready lightning team. They play the New York Rangers in the garden. All right, maybe you're looking where you have a slight favorite here to the Lightning because they're rested and you had that long series with the New York Rangers against the Carolina Hurricanes. Didn't work out all that well. 6-2 final there from the Rangers as they brought that energy. Now, you sort of have the same thing, but a little bit different mix. Because as we said, you had a seven-game series in hockey, slips over, you played in the garden as the Rangers, you played at home. But if we're taking a look right now at this series, where's the game being played? It's out in San Francisco. Golden State Warriors with home court advantage. And that is going to be key here. Now, also, do you carry over momentum? Because if you're looking from a Rangers perspective, that game seven that you played down in Carolina, you carried that momentum over. Now, if you're looking from a game seven where the Boston Celtics went on the road and handled their business in Miami, maybe you could roll that over here to game one. But to be quite honest with you, I'm not expecting that right now. I see the minus four, and maybe it's me just being a square in the NBA on this game. But I just see it as more energy, completely healthy lineup at home, where you know your bench players typically play better than, at home than they do on the road. So to me, this really feels like a Golden State Warriors game. Now, let's take a look at the total in this game and how it pertains. If we're looking, what are we getting at? Do we have any rust? 
from the three-point shooting or the offense here for the Golden State Warriors heading into game one? Is there going to be any attrition from the Boston Celtics? And, oh, man, finally, I can decompress after that game seven, another long series on the way. Let's see if we can flow into this, or maybe they have to get their legs after a shorter layoff than what we were seeing from the Golden State Warriors. So that should play into it. If we're looking at the updated numbers, 212 and a half. So if we see the opening lines, let me just bring those up here to see exactly what we had. So the opening number was actually 211 at the FanDuel Sportsbook, and then it's how risen a little bit. It'll be interesting to see where this comes at game time because, as we know, the gambling public, usually not keen on taking unders. And you see yourself out here, right? Boston Celtics, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, they can light it up. And, oh, yeah, on the opposite side for the Golden State Warriors, Splash Brothers, maybe a pool party coming off the bench with Jordan Poole. We'll see if they can get up there. But I always know it's sort of a feeling-out process in game one. But if we're coming into this completely healthy, and again, Marcus Smart being completely healthy means he will add to the offensive structure for the Boston Celtics. But more importantly, that Marcus Smart that we see, he is a defensive maven. So maybe slows down that tempo for the Golden State Warriors. Mike, talk to me on this game one. Lines minus four to 12 around that number. Where are we going tonight as that broad stroke and say, here's my feel for this game. Well, it was lovely watching you break down this game. You did a great job. Sorry I couldn't be here with you for the last eight or so minutes. But, um, again, we, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. How does this week off impact them? Is it a huge positive, or are they rusty shooting the ball? I'm really curious to see Boston, which is a great defensive scheme team, how much they can get the Warriors off their game. How can they make them uncomfortable? You just mentioned Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year. I think you're going to feel, I think you're going to take your chances with him and Steph Curry. It doesn't mean that Steph Curry has to score single digits every game. You're just trying to make them more uncomfortable. Then you're going to have somebody like Andrew Wiggins on Tatum, and you'll take your chances there if you're Boston. I think as you look through the series, you like Boston better than maybe you do tonight because they've been so banged up uh, recently and the Warriors have had a week off. So I like the Warriors tonight, but I don't think it materially impacts the series. There you go. Mike Blue at breaking it all down. You know what? After the break, we're going to hit more NBA action. Series MVP prices right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You are watching the early lines. XM Channel 159 Sports Grid TV. It's Donnie Wrightside and it's Mike Blewett. It's NBA Finals Game One: Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. Again, slight favorite here for the Golden State Warriors tonight. Mike at a minus four price, over under two twelve and a half. We hit the injury reports here. Everybody coming again, just to rehash. Pretty healthy. Waiting to see when Gary Payton the second does return to the court, if it's sooner than later. But just looking at this game overall to myself, I was trying to wind up and say, Mike, do you see the way the Rangers yesterday came into play? Beat up a little bit, game seven, but in their building, they showed a lot of energy in 162. We had the rested and ready, or what we thought lightning would have been ready yesterday, and clearly they weren't. Is there any thought in your mind tonight that maybe the Golden State Warriors had a little bit too much time off and maybe the Boston Celtics can ride some momentum of their Game 7 victory on the road similar to the Rangers? Absolutely. I I think you and I talked about it a little bit yesterday. People are trying to force a narrative to whatever whatever they're going to select uh, to make it work with, oh, they had way too much time off and they're going to be rusty. Or, you know what, this... This week off is going to be perfect for the Warriors, and and they'll come out uh, hitting every three that they put up there. I, I the reality is I don't really know. I, I don't know what's best for them. I think they could. I when it comes to guys shaking off the rust, I feel great about Steph Curry and Clay Thompson being able to do that. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they do it in the first three periods tonight. So uh, I I do think that I said this to you during the break. This is reminding me a little bit of the Super Bowl where you have a young team that people are excited about and want to choose in the Celtics, i.e. the Bengals, uh, i.e. the Bengals just a few months ago, versus the team that's probably a little bit better, probably doesn't have a fatal flaw that we can see at the moment, and I think it's just a slightly better team. It will not surprise me. If the Celts win the series, like I said, just like it was not going to stun me if the Bengals won the Super Bowl. I just think the Warriors are a little bit better. And I do think that the Celts being worn down by 14 games against two and two hard fought series, it's good for sharpening their skills, but it, they're tired too. You can't tell me at the end of game seven that either of those teams, the Heat or the Celtics, looked like they were playing good basketball. The Heat were just doing everything they could in their power to come back, and the Celts were throwing the ball away. That's what was happening in the last three minutes of that game. They were exhausted, and I get it. I mean, nobody's healthy going into the NBA Finals. It's just maybe who's a little bit healthier. 
Now, if we take a look, Mike, in this game, game one, we're talking about 212 and a half as a total here. It'll be interesting to see because you have a team in the Golden State Warriors that does have championship pedigree, been there, done that, and I'm sure they've had multiple scenarios where they've had a week's rest or so before getting ready for the following series. I don't think there's going to be too much rust there, but the reason I bring this up is the injury reports because typically say, okay, great, Marcus Smart's in, maybe Robert Williams will get some minutes tonight as well, where you typically say to yourself, okay, the offense should be better. But quite frankly, if Marcus Smart is healthy, Defensive Player of the Year. Same thing with Robert Williams III, a guy that can really eat the glass and really play that rim protector. So if we're looking overall for yourself, and as we said, coming off of Game 7 here for the Boston Celtics, a lot of attrition there, maybe some, I don't want to say legs got to get back into shape for the Golden State Warriors. I mean, they weren't off three weeks. They're only off about a week or so. Are you yeah. looking more towards an over and under right out of the gate here in Game 1? Uh, it's a good question. I was going to ask you the very same thing. Yeah. I, I am leaning towards an over right now. I feel like the Warriors yes. will be able to shoot the ball well. Uh, but I think people twist themselves in knots going into series like this and try to overcomplicate it. And like, you know, I really think that if uh, uh, Robert Williams can put up some points this series, the Celtics will have an opportunity. It's like, no, no, no. That's not how this is going to play out. You need Jason Tatum to be scoring 30 points a game you need Jalen Brown to be really good offensively and those defensive pieces have to perform well that being said in this series Marcus Smart's defensive capabilities are the real x factor here he's defensive player of the year he does everything on the court that you want a player to do that maybe doesn't show up in the stat sheet but can he really impact Steph Curry can he really impact him to drive Steph Curry's point total down night overnight, which includes tonight and the rest of the series? So that is going to be something to watch right out of the gate, Donnie. And it doesn't mean that Smart has to do it for all seven games or all six games or however many they play. He just has to throw them off a few nights, right? A couple of nights to try to win this series. And that is what I'm going to be watching right out of the gate today. How much can Smart and to some extent Robert Williams really defensively impact this series and it, if he can get Steph off his game? I don't think he's going to be able to do it in a big way tonight, so that's why I'm leaning towards the over. But, you know, last night we thought Rangers lightning would be an under because the two teams were checking one another. Do we get that tonight? We get the two teams checking to see how they're going to play each other, checking defensive schemes, offensive schemes. I don't think there's any secrets anymore, right? We've had got a chance to watch these teams for 100 games or so each. I don't think anybody's hiding anything. Steve Kerr and Udoka are far too good of coaches to have to be surprised by anything. Yeah, taking a look at this game also. Something, maybe some nerves creep in, right, Mike, for a game one of an NBA Finals? Look, let's take a look. You think the Golden State Warriors are nervous? Steve Kerr hasn't been there, won championships, Draymond Green, Splash Brothers. They've been there, done that. And if you say, well, maybe the Celtics haven't been there in a while. How about nerves in game six going on the road to beat the Milwaukee Bucks where Tatum went nuts going up against Giannis and then going back in Boston and winning a game seven? Or how about the nerves that maybe the Boston Celtics should have had by going to a game seven down in Miami? Didn't look all that nervous to me at that point. So I don't think that's really going to play into it here. I'm with you, though. Leaning towards an over, but it will be nice to see that tempo of the game and how it certainly starts up. Let's take a look here, Mike, at some series prices. Because I think we're on the same wavelength here. And quite frankly, after game one, it might change. It might be easy to say the winner of game one is going to take this series. Because quite frankly, if the Boston Celtics come out tonight and win this game, I actually believe they are going to win that series. But the same way I'm thinking before game one, 
I think the Warriors win the series. So obviously, if they win game one, that's going to give them a charge. But we're looking at the prices right now at the FanDuel Sportsbook. To win this series, the Golden State Warriors, a minus 160 price, which hasn't changed from yesterday. And the Boston Celtics sitting here at a plus 135. Betting approach for me, as we said previously, is you're looking to bet the Celtics. I don't think the Celtics win tonight. So I would wait until game two when that price would be markedly better. But at the same time, hey, Donnie, if you think the Celtics win the series, you might be waiting in that plus 135, Mike, might be the best it gets if the Celtics win game one. Yeah, we and I, we, you and I talk about this pretty often on air. You have to be willing to wait. You just have to. And if you miss out on a best price, then so be it. And it, we don't think the Celtics are necessarily going to rip off four games in a row. So if they win game one, lose game two, you can still get back in on them. I'm totally with Donnie on this. I don't think the Celts win tonight. I still think they have a chance at the series. If you at home uh, watching, listening, or in your car, uh, think that the Celts are going to take this series but don't feel great about them tonight, that's okay. I think you can wait and get on the price. And, and Donnie, I, I would say that I would really be attentive to what the price looks like because I think it could spike, get to a, a pretty big number on the Celts, and then there's going to be some buyback. So just be very attentive to it, whatever books that you like to play on. I think it'll get, you know, say the Celts lose tonight. Where do you think it gets to? Plus 170, 180. Does it get higher. up around there? Does it get yeah. higher? 200, 220, something like that. So um, just be mindful that I think there will be some buyback once it spikes. And then, you know, that, that's how you can find your best price. So what do you think it looks like if they lose tonight? I think it at least gets to $2 prices. Now, the thing that's kind of funny that you bring that up, Mike, because Kevin and I have been having a good time over the previous two series with the Boston Celtics. Seem like they're the darling of the sports books. You know, you take a look at FanDuel, and every time the joke was the Celtics would lose, they'd actually get a better price and be a more of a favorite in the series to win it. So we'll see if that buyback comes. But I do believe if the Warriors win, they'll be over a 2 to 1 price here, which is going to give you yeah. that Celtics around a plus 200. And quite frankly, Maybe a pick a Mike, if the Boston Celtics do win tonight. But there's no surprise for me that we wake up tomorrow morning on a Friday getting ready for Sunday's game and the Boston Celtics as a slight favorite for this series. Now, MVP prices, always fun to look at here. We know the big guys, right? FanDuel Sportsbook listing here. Stephen Curry at a minus 115 price to take down the MVP. Jason Tatum at a plus 175. Just some thoughts, because obviously if you think best player on the best team is going to get the award, a lot of the times that does work out. But any thoughts, Mike, on dipping down that ladder and saying, all right, Jalen Brown might have a big game or big series, 11 to 1 price, Clay Thompson, 22 to 1, Draymond Green, 22 to 1, or even Marcus Smart plays great defense, has a wonderful offensive series, 41 to 1. And he looks down the rabbit hole where you get even farther down as opposed to Steph Curry and Jason Tatum. I don't really see anybody beyond those two being the winners, but we've seen this before with Steph uh, being in the finals. Andre Iguodala won an MVP. True. And it wasn't yeah. Steph that took it down. Uh, KD obviously won the other one uh, when the Warriors won the title. Marcus Smart at 41 to 1 looks fun, but really, what kind of offensive numbers would he put up? Steph Curry would have to be bad for people to say that Marcus Smart created that situation. And I don't really see that happening. The guy that I would drop down to is Clay Thompson at 22 to one, because in you have to try to, th these are the situations where you have to try to tell a story in order to get there, Donnie. And I think that if the Warriors say won this series in five games and Clay Thompson shot really well, then it would could, could go to him. If he outscored Steph in a couple of games, 
and he played well overall. I think it's a Clay Thompson possibility there as opposed to Draymond Green, who I, I don't think he'll have the numbers to get it. Yeah, big things coming here in game one, tipping off tonight at 9 p.m. out in San Francisco. And hour number two, we'll cover it even more and go over some prop bets. But it's time to get to the Major League Baseball Diamond. Coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the early line. Once again on the Thursday, it's Donnie Wrightside and Mike Blewett filling in for OK Dubs out there in Los Angeles. Resting, relaxing. We got the fort. We're holding it down. And I'll tell you what was holding it down last night, Mike, talking a little Major League Baseball. How about if we said in a doubleheader, you would get 40 combined runs? You'd probably say, where did that take place, Donnie? Out in Colorado? You guessed it. How about the first game of this doubleheader, Mike? 14-1 to Marlins, an absolute blowout. So then if I pulled out that old crystal ball and said, hey, Mike, you know what in game two? Marlins going to get 12 runs. Wow. What a sweep in that doubleheader by the Marlins. No, 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 no. They didn't even win that game. They lost 13 to 12. Another crazy night out at Coors. 26 runs for the Marlins in a single day. It's a good day, but you're right. They did drop the game. They did drop one of the games. Uh, Not a great look for the Rockies ERAs, uh, but uh, such is the case of life in Denver uh, playing baseball. But a fun day, obviously, for those out there that were betting overs and 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 uh, betting on Marlins overs. So uh, a tough situation there for the Rockies pitching staff, but at least they get a win uh, right now. Marlins seven games below five hundred. Rockies uh, five games below five hundred. But a, a hell of a doubleheader for sure. Yeah, pretty crazy out there. And I guess if you're an overbacker, you were rejoicing. And I guess if you were an underbacker in this next game, how about if we told you Verlander of the Houston Astros was going up against the Athletics in that bad lineup and carried a no-hitter into the seventh inning? And, oh, yeah, 
How about the Houston Astros only scoring one run? You got this in the bag, Mike. This is going to be the easiest un- you've ever had, only to not only escape the seventh inning, where then you had the Oakland <laughs> Athletics with a 3-1 to one lead and five total runs scored in the ninth inning alone and a 5-4 to four final. So if you said, all right, I bet Verlander, <clears throat> fantastic. Money line on the Astros. What happened here? I can't believe I lost. No, you didn't. You won. Bullpens, always so much fun to track and watch, but an impressive comeback victory there for the Astros in the ninth inning over the Athletics. I'll tell you what you're thinking when you're watching this game and you're watching the ninth inning go down. And this has been said millions of times, Donnie. You're like, why did I bet baseball today? Why do I Uh, bet baseball at all? But that such is life. You're going to have days like this uh, that are going to leave you uh, perplexed as to what happened. I think we had a total of seven on this game yesterday. It was one of the lowest totals on the board. You and I thought Verlander would go right through this lineup, and we were right for a period of time, but uh, went sideways, and uh, at least the Astros got the win. Break up the Philadelphia Phillies here, because we talk in the city of brotherly love yesterday. Said, hey, you got the ace, Aaron Nola on the mound. How about this? Two to nothing lead through five. Yeah, he's dealing. We got this. Keep on going, Aaron Nola. Oh, no. Leaks oil in the sixth, and he gives up five runs. The Phillies are losing, and you say, here we go. Will Joe Girardi actually make it to the end of the game or be relieved of his duties? The Phillies actually scored four runs in the bottom of the sixth inning, and how about this? Mike Blewett, seventh inning, no runs out of the bullpen. Eighth inning, no runs. Ninth inning, that's where Corey Knibble gives it up, right? And he didn't. The Phillies' bullpen actually worked, and guess what? They won a baseball game. Three innings pitched for the Phillies. No hits Amazing. Up, uh, from the bullpen. Uh, Carlos Rodon started yesterday. We actually thought he'd have a really good start. And yeah. the line looks okay. He only gave up one run. But unfortunately, through 98 pitches through those five innings, he came out early and the Phillies got to the bullpen. So uh, what? Uh, pick your poison uh, with the Phillies. Either uh, you're relying on their bullpen to keep it clean, which had happened yesterday, or you're hoping they pounce on somebody else's bullpen, which they did yesterday. So shout out to the Phils. Pouncing on bullpens, pouncing on starters. How about the Baltimore Orioles? We talked about it yesterday, a 10-0 loss to the Seattle Mariners. And as Mike says, why do you want to bet baseball? Because the very next mm-hmm. day, the Orioles return the favor win by seven runs. And I actually thought Robbie Ray would put in a good performance here, Mike, going up against a weaker Baltimore offense in what looks like an under ballpark now at Camden Yards. Not the case yesterday. They drubbed Robbie Ray three home runs, I believe, in the sixth inning yesterday, easily cruising to a 9-2 to victory. Yeah, and Sergio Romo came in right after that, gave up five runs. So the Orioles took care of business uh, uh, right after Ray came out. They pounced on Sergio Romo, and it did not go well. Uh, So the Orioles, 19 runs in the last two games, Donnie. Go figure. And how about this? You want to go figure this, Mike? If I told you right now, you need to run to the FanDuel Sportsbook because I got the best team in baseball that has the kryptonite for one of the better teams in baseball, talking about the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I remember saying to myself, if I wake up in the morning and I check the scores on my phone as I'm getting up, and if I see the Pirates won again, something is amiss in baseball. Eight to four final, not the Dodgers, Mike, the Pirates again over the Dodgers. Unbelievable. So uh, a full, uh, that's a sweep, right? Uh, or they have another one today? I don't think they have any more. I think they're done. I think the Dodgers sweep. are happy to be done with. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think they're happy to get the Pirates out of town. It would make a lot more sense if it was in Pittsburgh, at least, because the Dodgers are on an East Coast trip. But the Pirates come into town, take three. 
they're only five games below 500 right now, uh, far behind the Brewers. But nonetheless, uh, they improved their record here. I think the Dodgers, you know, every team's going to hit a skid. But I think there has to be some sense of, all right, we didn't take this series seriously at all. Uh, let's get back to business. And whomever their next opponent is, I think you'd be looking for the Dodgers to try to uh, scratch out a few wins, put up some runs. Yeah, better tune in to Game Time Decisions today on the grid and check in on Gabriel Morenci pulling his hair out right now if he has any hair left because I know he has that Dodgers team total over ticket in his pocket. And this is one, Mike, where you roll into the series go, yeah, we're going to tag on a couple of these. You don't anticipate getting drilled by the Pirates on the season. And I think they're done. Usually it's a home, a home and away series when you play outside of your division. And the Pirates did some damage to those total tickets here for the Dodgers. We'll see how it goes. But let's look forward. Or should I? say let's look into the future here and start with the american league and if we look at the divisions right now through 60 days in major league baseball the yankees here in the east at a minus 210 price leading the way toronto blue jays plus 330 tampa bay plus 650 red sox 30 to 1 early in june not many saw that coming here in the al central the chicago white sox a minus 105 favorite here even though the twins technically having a better record than the astros heavy favorite out there in the al west at a minus 400 so not a lot of halos belief here as they are coming up in a plus 350 just looking at the al landscape right now i'm really interested in this al east because i think it's fascinating you never want to count out the tampa bay rays we know how much firepower the toronto blue jays have if they can just get their starting staff together quite frankly yesterday hunjin ryu leaves a game with some forearm tightness which is never a good thing but you got nestor cortez on the mound today which we'll talk about a little bit later but if we focus in just on the al east right now mike yankees minus 210 confidence there in that line to hold off the Jays and the Rays. What do you say? I mean, the Yanks got rained out last night, but you made the point the Angels are uh, sliding. Obviously, they lost six in a row, and they'll try to get back on the right side of it today. I'm with you. I, look, I'm a Yankees fan. You can see right here, Subway, uh, right here, the Subway sign. Um, so I'm a Yankees fan, and I, I feel great about the way they're playing. They have the best record in baseball. What's not to like? But I, from as this series, this season has rolled on, they have been unusually healthy. They've actually hit a few injuries now. Donaldson, Stanton, a little banged up, which is bound to happen. But they've been unusually healthy. They've gotten really good pitching, which is encouraging. But to assume that they, the Yankees have this division locked up with the competitiveness that we anticipated out of the Jays and Rays when it's only June 2nd, is very optimistic, Donnie. In fact, if I was a Yankees better, I'd just wait. You know, if I hadn't bet it already at minus 210, this race is bound to get a little bit tighter. They have the best record in baseball, and they're only up five games. We talked about the Mets yesterday. The Mets are up nine and a half, ten and a half games already. Yeah. This is five games. That can be done in a in a week. Over the weekend, if the Yankees have a bad series and the Toronto or the Jays sweep somebody. What are we talking about? Two games? This thing could be done by the middle of June in terms of the race being tight again. So, yeah, I'm with you. I I think a lot of the early season uh, Blue Jays hype, uh, there's been a little bit of cold water thrown on it, but we got a long way to go. I, I feel good about the Yankees in terms of them getting into the playoffs and competing in the playoffs, but as a Yankees fan, I, I'm not celebrating anything yet. And frankly, the division doesn't, uh, as a fan, it doesn't mean anything to me. And right now, as a better, 
I just think that's not a price that I would pay if I'm not in on it already. I think I can wait. This race may get a little bit tighter, and then I'll get a better price. Yeah, let's focus a little bit on the AL Central here because I do think this is interesting. One of those teams talking about the Chicago White Sox, which before the Major League Baseball season started, we looked at this division and said it's theirs to lose. They should really cruise here. Now, when we look at the updated standings, you have a five-game lead for the Minnesota Twins over the Chicago White Sox and also the Cleveland Guardians. But if we're looking at the actual odds here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, still a slight favorite here for the Chicago White Sox at a minus 105 and seemingly can't get out of their own way, at least with injuries right now. So a five-game lead for the Twins, you're getting a plus 115 price. Is this one of those things where the cream will rise to the top where you still say, okay, we got all of June, July, you know, August, September to go, they're going to overtake that five-game lead? Or are you getting value right now here, Mike, on the Minnesota Twins at that plus 115 price? I hate to answer a question with a question, but are you more surprised that the Twins are eight games over 500 or the White Sox are two games under 500 right now? I would probably say the Twins being over, to be honest. Me too. I thought the, I thought the White Sox would have a very good season. Yeah. Yeah. So – Obviously, you can be surprised at both, but I'm more surprised that the Twins are yep. in first place and eight games over 500 and expect them to play uh, that way, especially coming off of the season that they had a year ago. Uh, I would say that the books are holding strong because they know Chicago is a market where people can bet into it and they don't want to lay big plus money to a team that was a, uh, a substantial favorite going into the season. Uh, I don't really think that the Twins are going to hang on but we're talking about a division where the other four teams are under 500, not playing good baseball. Uh, very, we don't often see, Donnie, huge turnarounds of teams that are playing bad baseball and then they turn it on for the last two or three months. It happens, obviously, and it can happen in the, in the reverse course as well. But that being said, the White Sox aren't 10 games below 500. They're two games below 500. That could be solved by the weekend, and I think – um, maybe as they get a little bit deeper into the season, they play a little bit better baseball. I know Tim Anderson is on the IL right now, but uh, right now I still think the White Sox are going to win this. I think you can jump in at this price simply because if things, like you said, the cream rises to the top, the price is only going to get shorter for you. Yeah, it should, and it might, and it has a lot of the feels for me, Mike, as last year, which me, looking at the Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants race in the yeah. NL West, I kept saying to myself, eventually, Mike, it's going to happen. The Dodgers are going to cross over and take out the San Francisco Giants, and Kevin and I joked all summer long, even when the Dodgers didn't, couldn't, or actually closed out and couldn't win the division, I was still basically saying to myself, yeah, eventually the Dodgers will overtake the Giants. Maybe it has those feels where you say right now, the better team is the White Sox. They have plenty of time to make this up. Then you fast forward to July, still a three-game lead. You get into August, yeah. it's a four-game lead back. You get into September in that final week, and maybe the Twins still have a two-game lead over the Sox. Then eventually you'll say to yourself, they were a good baseball team, and they actually did win the division. So it'll be interesting to keep it up. Some AL outright betting markets here for the pennant. Yankees at a plus 280 price at the FanDuel Sportsbook. The Astros at plus 380. Blue Jays at 470. The Angels at plus 850. And those same Chicago White Sox sitting here at a 9-1 to price tag to win the American League. A long way to go in the Major League Baseball season and a long way to go here on the early line. And the one thing you don't want to do, apparently, in life is be a fantasy football commissioner. Listen up. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, quick little segment before we hit the top of the hour on the early line. It's Donnie Wrightside and Mike Blewett right here on the grid. And some things pop up when we talk about friends, enemies, frenemies here. And when we talk about fantasy football and, quite frankly, any fantasy league. Does anybody really want to be the commissioner? Nobody really wants to be the commissioner. The reason why we're bringing this up is Mike Trout got himself in some hot water because he was the commissioner. Probably didn't want to be the commissioner, but didn't run the league according to the rules. And it causes anger between Jock Peterson and Tommy Pham, which ended up in a Major League Baseball suspension here over an NFL fantasy football league. Now, Mike, I want to ask you this question. Being a fantasy league, you know, commissioner, I don't want to be it. But Tommy Pham actually said nobody wanted to be it. So we made Mike Trout do it. Now we're all made at Mike Trout. I love fantasy sports. Uh, the most thankless job that there is, uh, fantasy football league commissioner. I, as you know, I've played hundreds of leagues over the year. I used to work for fantasy sports radio and I really hate being a commissioner. I, I can't tell you the last time I've been a commissioner in a league. And I'll say that Mike Trout looked genuinely uncomfortable with the questions last night. Uh, I, I think he's not a huge fan of this topic. I think he's pretty bummed out that it happened. He's just saying how, how competitive everyone is, and he kept the he kept the money part out of it. He said he wasn't going to resign, but he really did look genuinely uncomfortable answering those questions because I, I don't think he wants this story to stay alive. I would say uh, Tom, the guys within the league are not happy with Tommy Pham at all on many levels, mainly because they have to keep talking about this. It is wild to think, and also let's keep in mind. Usually the people, Mike, that want to be the fantasy football commissioner, they get to hold the money. And at the end of the season, you win that league. And what does the commissioner tell you? Hey, Donnie, 
give me a couple of weeks to get you that money over here because he spent it <laughs> elsewhere during the season. Fantasy football managers are a thankless job here to run those league as commissioners. But quite frankly, I don't want to do it, and neither did Mike Trout. But you know what? We'll be back at the top of the hour kicking off some NHL playoff hockey. It's Donnie and Mike in the morning. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.